The COVID-19 pandemic impacting everyone in Arizona, the country, and the world. I've been concerned all along because people's lives are being affected by this. The Delta variant doing something other variants didn't do in large numbers, impact children. I'm pretty concerned. Just don't know where this is going to go. And it's definitely affecting kids. Classes back in session, cases climbing, some kids getting very sick. There are definitely kids here in town that are getting diagnosed with this every single day. And there are quite quite a bit of them that are getting diagnosed every single day. As the push to get an authorized and approved vaccine into the arms of the youngest members of our families. I'm sure in the near future that they will be able to have full FDA approval for younger ages. You're listening to a KYLD News 13 original podcast, Conquering COVID. Welcome to a brand new KYLD News 13 original podcast, Conquering COVID. I'm Andrew Capasso, morning co-anchor and reporter at KYLD News 13. In this podcast, we're tackling the latest on the COVID-19 pandemic, looking at the latest breakthroughs and information, and also addressing a lot of the misinformation, which is available pretty much at every turn. The goal here, make sure you have the most up-to-date, accurate information as we try to conquer covid our first guest is Dr. Nathan Price. He's an assistant professor at the University of Arizona and a pediatric infectious disease doctor here in Tucson. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. So we have been dealing with this for a while, more than 18 months, getting closer to two years at this point. It has been a long time. The thinking has been really until recently, kids don't get all that sick from this. Um, that has changed with this Delta variant. I want to talk about that. I mean, you see patients, what are you seeing here in Tucson? That kids are definitely getting sick. They're getting sick enough to be in the hospital. And when they get sick enough to be in the hospital, some of them are getting sick enough to require ICU care. And that's kind of what's been seen along the way, but it seems like it's happening more than it was before. As a pediatric infectious disease doctor, how concerning is this? I'm pretty concerned. Um, and we just don't know where this is going to go. And it's definitely affecting kids. I, I've been concerned all along because people's lives are being affected by this. And certainly adults were getting very sick and many people were dying. We have seen children also get very sick and some have died, but it's, I'm definitely seeing it more firsthand now because my patients are experiencing it. I remember when we talked a long time ago, we were talking about uh, kids getting sick with the original version of this whole thing. And um, at that point, you had not seen any patients. You have not, you had not at, at that point diagnosed patients with COVID-19. Has that changed? Are you, is it like a daily thing that you're diagnosing kids, a weekly thing? What's happening? Yeah, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so they only call me for the worst cases. And, and so I, I don't see them that often, fortunately, yet. But there are definitely kids here in town that are getting diagnosed with this every single day. And there are quite, quite a bit of them that are getting diagnosed every single day. We definitely see children here in the hospital. And the other problem is, is that we're not only are we seeing COVID, we're also seeing other respiratory viruses, so things like RSV. And so it's this double whammy that you have kids that are sick with other respiratory viruses, but you also have kids that are sick with COVID. And some of the kids are actually sick with both. Mm -hmm. And any, any one of those things can cause a problem, but COVID certainly is very much causing a problem. 
we have seen some data from the state and from the county, which shows earlier this year, you're looking at March, April, May, kids under five weren't really getting infected. That's changing with this Delta variant in July, yeah. August, into this month now, September. Um, what is it about this specific variant that targets children more than the others? I don't know that anybody really knows. I mean, people certainly will speculate about things, but the long and the short of it is we don't know for sure. It's just, this, this virus seems like it's better able to evade the immune system, and it may be, it may cause more severe infection as well, but people still are studying that and don't know that for sure. We do know that this virus is definitely more contagious than prior versions. So it could be that you just have more people getting sick in general and kids get sick as well. Uh, it could be there's other things that play as well, but nobody knows for sure. And just like everything with the pandemic, we'll get more information as people study things more, and I'm sure things will change as well. You've been at this a while, looking at a pediatric infectious disease. What is, what's that feeling like knowing that this particular variant, there could be something in it targeting children more? It's depressing. Um, it's frustrating. It's concerning, you know, at, at the end of the day, what I want is for the people that I care about to be safe, happy, and healthy. And that includes my patients for sure. Uh, and, you know, the, the best thing would be that I didn't have a patient, right? I mean, somebody isn't sick in the first place, or I could at least deal with the things that are already out there and we, we know more about. The frustrating thing about this is that most of these cases that we're seeing, most of these people that have coronavirus, never needed to get it. And had people been more careful, we would not be seeing this. And the things that we can do at this point in time to make a difference are prevention, prevention, prevention. So wearing masks will make a difference. Getting vaccinated will make a difference. Staying away from people as much as possible will make a difference. I realize that, that we can't be 100% in all of these things. There have to be exceptions and we have to live our lives and we have to do, you know, regular things. So, you know, keeping kids out of school doesn't make sense at this point in time because children really need to be in school at this point. If this were a one month, two month thing, yeah, we could have done that, but that's not where we are. This is going to be an ongoing battle. So if we do those things, if we wear masks, if our children wear masks at school, if we wear masks when we're in public, we can decrease the chance of us getting it. We can also decrease the chance of us sharing the germs that we have with others. If we're able to get a vaccine, we should go get a vaccine. And the vaccines have been shown to be safe. They're not perfect. And that's just the way that sort of thing works, unfortunately. But if you're trying to avoid risk, the way to avoid risk is to get vaccinated because there's more risk with getting the disease than there is with the vaccine. I want to talk about that prevention and mitigation, that piece there. Parents on edge, many of them, understandably, I am too. I've got a six-year-old in first, in first grade. Vaccines not available for, for kids 11 and under. What are you telling the parents of some of your patients as these cases climb? Masking is an option. It's just people aren't choosing it. Now, there are some children that can't do it, right? They, it's not safe for them to do it. They need to communicate or it just, it just doesn't work. They won't keep it on. And those can be the exceptions rather than the rule. But I still tell people, do what you can do. Wear the mask yourself. Yeah. Model that for others. Try to help other people understand that. Have your child wear it where they can. Do what you can. Try to stay away from folks distance-wise as much as you can. It makes sense for you. 
try not to take risks that you don't need to take at this point in time. Do your best and, and keep trying. I'm telling them just that I feel a bit of a broken record because uh, I, I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again, but really it's wear your mask where you can, stay away from others if you can, don't take any needful unnecessary risks and get vaccinated where you can. And, and the, the discussion I'm often having is more about the safety of the vaccine, the efficacy of the vaccine, because I realize there is concern out there. And I realize it's come to market quickly. Uh, there are some folks that think it's too quickly, but if you look at what's happened and how it's gotten there, they have not cut any corners for evaluating safety and efficacy for this vaccine, uh, at least the ones that are available on the market here at this point in time. And, and quite frankly, any of the ones that have gone through the, the process in, in, in countries that have a good process. But here in the United States, they have followed that process. They were able to overlap that process and be able to do things very quickly that they wouldn't otherwise have been able to do. And they've had advances in technology that's also been able to make them be able to move forward very quickly. But this vaccine has gone through all the rigorous evaluation that any other vaccine has had. And quite frankly, there is no other vaccine in history that's been more scrutinized than this current vaccine that we have. So yes, there are risks to using a vaccine. And yes, whenever there's something new, there's the chance of something unforeseen happening. But those things that are happening at this point in time are very rare. And it's much more likely to have something bad happen from the disease itself than you would have from ha getting the vaccine. So that's the discussion I've been having more and more with folks. It's, it's also helpful that the vaccine is finally, at least the Pfizer one that's approved for 16 and up, has now got full FDA approval. That was really a finishing up that timeline of watching to make sure no surprises happened. And so I'm sure in the near future that they will be able to have full FDA approval for younger ages, the 12 and up, and then we'll have the emergency authorization hopefully pretty soon for the younger groups of children as well. You want to talk about that EUA for a second for those kids, five to 11. That's a good chunk of the kids that are in school right now. Yes. We, we've really heard all over the place, maybe in October, maybe in December, maybe into next year. What are you hearing about this? The same, yeah, just it, it, what, what it's all gonna depend on is do they have enough data to say that it's safe and then the people that are evaluating it on the FDA side, do they have the time to make sure that that's the case and, and is it effective too? So that's where the time is gonna be is, you know, where are they in that whole process and how long is it gonna take? I asked the director of the NIH, Dr. Francis Collins, a couple of weeks ago this, I wanna get your, your take on it. In places overseas, we've seen this specific Delta variant spike and then drop and then kind of go up again, but not to the point that it was before. What are you seeing here? Are we, are we seeing a drop? Or are you thinking there's going to be a drop? That's the magic question. If you look at the data right now, maybe that uh, we might be starting to kind of you know, flatten and maybe we'll go back down. But we've also seen where it kind of has looked like that and then gone right back up again. So it, again, it, like most things, it's too early to tell. Uh, we'll see. It would be really nice if it does that. I'm not sure why it would be doing that right now anyway, but there's plenty of things that have happened in this pandemic that you know, we weren't able to predict either. I, we talked about mitigation before, washing the hands, wearing the masks, staying away from people. What are you telling kids about that? Same difference. And, and kids are smart. You know, they, they, they know, uh, you know principles about germs and that sort of thing. 
And so, yeah, you, you talk to them and, and, and you talk to them about what works and what doesn't work and do your best and that sort of thing. And, and most kids, if you give them a chance, they'll do it and they'll do it well. And you, you can kind of correct them along the way and they learn it and they pick it up and they work well with it. You know, again, children are children and not every child is going to follow directions, but the majority of them can and do. It's just a matter of kind of reinforcing and talking and, and helping them understand. And, and so that those are the conversations I have with them. And I remember you're a parent, three kids, is it? Four, four boys. What are you telling them? Yeah, uh, just be careful, wear your mask. I asked them before, you know, are, your, are the students in your class wearing masks? And the answer was the overwhelming majority were not. And it's the risk you take. And so knowing that they need to be in school, they need to be moving forward with their life, they need to be learning. Uh, we keep sending them to school and, and we'll deal with the consequences. But tell them to do their best, wear their masks. Don't be the one that's contributing to that, that chain of transmission. And if they're sick, we keep them home and get them tested. All right, Dr. Nathan Price, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. A big thank you to Dr. Nathan Price tackling a lot of the questions many parents have asked us as cases among children spike. Ahead next time, Beta, Delta, and now a new variant. Some of the variants of this virus really getting in the way of us conquering COVID. A look at what makes them different and how we can stay protected. Join us again for Conquering COVID, a KYD News 13 original podcast. I'm Andrew Capasso.